It's important to eventually get a comprehensive financial plan for yourself, but sometimes even just a few minor adjustments in the portfolio can make a big difference. This week on the podcast, let's discuss a few easy places to start here on Mondays with Matt. Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey and myself here to talk about some easy wins, hopefully, in personal finance. And if you need some help, well, Matt's a great resource to help you with that. He's an investment advisor representative and the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. If you're already working with him and checking out the podcast on a regular basis, we certainly appreciate you back here with us again. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, then consider subscribing to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like using. You can find all the information at Matt's website, Great Lakes Retirement Solutions.com. That's Great Lakes Retirement Solutions.com. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? Hey, Mark, I'm doing great. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving here. I know, a week away, uh, man. A week away. I'm excited. uh, Yeah, it's it's happening. So uh, thaw out that turkey and uh, get the stuffing ready. It's my favorite holiday, dude. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) My waistline will not lie. (laughs) I, I love me some turkey day. I just like to take a good nap. <laughs> no, there you go. There you go. That'll yeah. Work. No, it's turkey. Thanksgiving is is great. It's uh one of the one of the best times of of year and and good time for reflection, right? Exactly. Thanksgiving. Exactly. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some easy wins here. We'll get away from food so I don't get too hungry, uh, and we'll talk about some of these things. I want to go through. I got a number of these on the list here. I'm not sure if we'll make it through all of them, but we're going to get through as many as we can here. So let's start with you know kind of keeping the right amount of cash. Slash emergency fund, right? So that conversation there is like, what's the right amount? Uh, you know, where do we need to be in that kind of conversation? Yeah, um, easy wins in our in our financial situation um, are. I, I love to look at this perspective. Yeah, keeping a cash emergency fund is ultra important. Um, depending on your situation, you know, as you as you first start getting going, I, I just talked to some folks last week. Um, get a thousand dollars there. If you're used to not keeping anything in savings, save up a thousand bucks. But as a general rule for financial planning, as you are in control of your cash flow more, we like to see three to four months of your actual living expenses set aside in savings, just in case, yeah. you know, in case you have emergency. We call that the emergency fund. So I, I say three months is usually pretty adequate for most people, mm-hmm. uh, three months of your expenses, and everything else should be invested. So look at yourself in the mirror right now and say, invest that cash, invest yeah, that cash. Yeah, because like if you got a hundred grand sitting in the bank... Like, yep. do you have a $100,000 emergency on the horizon? Probably not, right? Most people don't, no, right. um, unless your house burns down and you're not insured or something like that. <laughs> right. But um, right. In, invest that's the a rest whole, of that cash. That's a whole other conversation we need to be having if that's the case, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's why you need a financial advisor. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, I, somebody just left the office just before we got setting up for this podcast, and um, they just just invested $200,000 that was just sitting in the bank doing nothing. And um, I'm just like, man, 5% on that is $10,000 a year. I mean, don't let that money sit around, folks. Invest that cash. Exactly. All right. That's the first one. How about cleaning up old life insurance policies? Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago with, you know, so many changes often in, in insurance, the way that it works. This could be a nice, easy win to clean up some mess, but maybe even get better coverage for less cost possibly. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, if you have that life insurance policy that mom and dad bought you, and a lot of folks keep those whole lives for their whole life, 
life insurance rates have actually gotten cheap over the years. So it's completely possible that you're paying way too much for the insurance that you own. It's a good idea to check that every, I'd say every couple, two, three years. But if you um, have selected, you know, if you're in the middle of life and you got debt and you got kids and income to replace, you know, getting a good term policy might be in the cards for you uh, as well. Permanent policy is also very productive and helpful, but you really should talk to an advisor or an insurance agent that can look at everything holistically and really do a detailed job at not overbuying and not overpaying for insurance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that, and that could be a good place. And you're kind of cleaning up the clutter, too, which goes really well with my next one, Matt, which is consolidation yeah. of old 401ks. You know, let's just consolidate and clean some things up here. And why have three or four things from a prior job laying out there someplace or even one, right, for that matter, which kind of cracks yeah. me up that some people, somebody's like, oh, I didn't even realize I had this. So it's like, how do you forget that you have 10 grand sitting in an account somewhere? But, you know, it happens. It, it does happen. And, um, you know, people change jobs an average of four to five times in their career. So um, it's very common for people to leave a 401k behind with that company. This is an easy win for you. Um, financially, you need to take uh, an inventory of your statements. And some of you may have forgotten, but just take a take a moment and think, do I have an old 401k with that previous employer? Yeah. Um, a lot of times you, will, you go to um, electronic statements now, so you may not be getting a statement in the mail. Um, but definitely put some thought to it. Verify that you don't have a 401k with an old employer, because if it's sitting there, it might as well be working for you rather than sitting in the old company plan, because those plans change. And usually it's who's got the best price that can offer my employees benefits. It may not be invested in the best uh, array of funds there. So okay. definitely want to look at those. Give us a call. We can help you track them down. All right, so let's go to our another our next one here, which is maybe a good place to get an easy win is shoring up some of those expenses, especially on some higher expensive products that you might have, right? So typically mutual funds here kind of are the uh, the culprit with those high expense ratios. Yeah, um, a lot of the portfolios that uh, we've seen in the past have, have included a lot of mutual funds. Those were the way to really diversify among, based on different individual stocks, you'd buy a fund that owns those stocks. Markets have changed over the years and ETFs are typically available and they're a lot less cost than the mutual funds. In fact, I was just at a at a conference and and they say, uh, plan on seeing the mutual funds just completely gone here in the next probably five years. They probably won't oh, be wow. mutual funds around. They're, they're really cumbersome in, in a lot of respects and a lot of the custodians really like to hold the exchange traded funds. Which yeah, kind of they've kind of, they're, they've kind they're of survived replacing their, them. their usefulness, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing a lot cheaper too. So you can often save, you know, half a percent to over a percent by just replacing the funds with a less costly share. Um, so there you go. Give us a give us a call. We'll analyze that for you. I've got a great report that does that. That's that's a great point. Uh, and interesting too, right? That they're kind of phasing, maybe phasing these out because they're just not, you know, once upon a time they were, you know, everywhere, right? They were certainly all the rage when they came out and for a very, very long time. But uh, as things change, right? So nine eight, uh, yeah, it's a trend, and and wealth has shifted, and we've seen a huge outflow out of mutual funds yeah. and in, inflow into exchange traded funds. Yep. So there's 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 reasons to that they should get rid of them. Yep. You yep, know, for that very reason, people yep. are leaving that platform to to go more efficient. There you go. So as Matt said, if you need some help with that, reach out to him, 989-401-2949, or stop by Great Lakes Retirement Solutions dot com and get yourself onto the calendar. 
GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Uh, let's see. What else have I got here? Rebalance. Since we're talking about you know the, the funds and efficiency, also a good time to certainly, or a good way to win, I suppose, is, is rebalance this portfolio, especially if you've been naughty uh, as we're getting closer to Christmas and you have not <laughs> done this in a number of years. It may be worthwhile to do so. Yeah. What the heck is rebalancing? Well, if I leave my portfolio, let's say I, I choose some funds. I don't have a lot of framework behind what why I'm doing what I'm doing, but I just this one looks good. That one has a good return. Uh, and you leave your portfolio to grow without checking in on it every once in a while. What happens is it grows out of balance and your equities can become very concentrated and fixed income less concentrated. Um, this happens a lot in your 401ks or your IRAs. So as a money manager, what we want to do is we rebalance the portfolio so that we own the right amount of assets as a percentage in that certain asset class. Your portfolio, if we're managing it for you, is separated into different asset categories or classes. And um, if I let my stocks grow and and grow and grow and grow, it gets out of balance. And then my portfolio is way more aggressive than when I first set it up. So uh, just an annual rebalance check will help keep your risk at bay in your portfolio and it'll it'll do the portfolio should work for you to do exactly what you want it to do and with the comfort level that you're that you prefer when you're investing. Yeah, for so, sure. Definitely. Rebalance just takes it sells off when we've made money and it redistributes it to where we've made less money or maybe lost money. And it keeps you in in alignment with your your goals for the portfolio. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. And certainly something important that we ne- definitely need to do periodically. Um, also, you know, another place where we want to, I don't know if this is necessarily in, well, it is an easy win. I don't think it's going to necessarily improve anything from a financial standpoint, but it's certainly easy to do and something you should do, Matt. And that is just check those beneficiary designations and get those updated as well. And this certainly is easy, low-hanging fruit to fix. Yes, it is. Yeah. Look at your beneficiaries, folks. You should have a primary person that is going to inherit the account if something happens to you. So that's super easy to make sure that there's somebody named. Generally, if you're married, a lot of times it's the spouse. Sure. And then um, as a backup, make sure there's a backup. And that alternate, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's an alternate beneficiary. Sometimes it's um, your children. Um, If you have minor children, there's some things you want to consider about that, but but make sure there's a backup named on every single account because if perhaps the primary dies before you die, uh, you want the somebody to inherit that account and you want to avoid probate. That's the big deal. So you want to make beneficiaries, make sure that there's somebody's named on every account, including if you have a joint account at the bank, husbands and wives, often the bank or credit union won't ask you for a beneficiary because they just assume one of you is going to live. But have people been killed simultaneously in an accident? Absolutely. So um, then we want to avoid probate. So name a beneficiary on every single account that you have. And it's a, it's easy to do. And it will make the lives of your beneficiaries much, much simpler and no tears because you did a smart <laughs> thing and named beneficiaries. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> think about alternates, right? Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I, I know there was like a, a pretty famous person that had, didn't have any kids and just had some pets and they left everything to their dogs, I think. Uh, and, uh, and so the dogs got the, like the New York apartment, uh, and, uh, and all the money was left to pay for the caretakers who would then have to take care of the animals. Right. 
and you have to wonder, you have to boy, you think, boy, there is, you know, there's some serious amount of uh, probably fraud going on there, right? Where with the the staff probably oh, doing yeah. something because who's going to object? <laughs> the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Me but, loving some puppy chow right now. Right, but it's the importance of having, yeah. you know, having a, a, an alternate, even even if you don't have children. Right, nothing wrong yeah. with that, certainly. But uh, if it's not going to be your spouse and you guys don't have any children, you know, think about someone else that you can have as a trusted family person. Do you want to leave it to can, Matt? Could you leave it to like uh, your estate, or could you leave one of these beneficiaries at different accounts to like your your favorite church, your, like your church or something like that? Charity is a great place to leave those taxable accounts because guess what? They're nonprofits, so they don't pay tax on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I mean, but can charity, you list them yep. as a can you list them as a beneficiary? Absolutely can. Yep. Okay. You got it's got to be a legit. Sure. Yeah. Or, it can't. Or it can't entity. be your cousin Larry's favorite. You know. No. Nope. Charity that he created for <laughs> it, his backyard, but. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right, right. but it could be it could be a living trust, and yeah. that trust could also specify the trust document would specify a list of charities or okay um, or further out individuals. If you wanted to leave like a special amount, you can leave also leave it to a foundation and let the foundation decide who's got the greatest need. Child and abuse neglect council. Um, you got women's underground railroad. There's a lot of different charities. So if you can't think of any, give us a call. We'll brainstorm with you. And I know that uh, you know if if clients just absolutely can't decide. I you know I normally will just say yeah, you know you could leave it to your financial advisor, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or your favorite podcast host, right? Tongue in cheek, that's right. A joke. Just totally um, joking, I, exactly. I, I, the, very arm's length here. I don't want to muddy the waters with any of that, but that's just a joke. Right. So. Yeah, just joking. Uh, but it is. Right. It's an easy thing to take care of. Yeah, for sure. Definitely easy win. All right, final one: automate your savings. So certainly an easy win here. Just you know. I know there's a lot of pushback lately in the financial services community saying, hey, you know, the tried and true thing of putting everything into your 401k may not always be the best option, but it is easy, right? So setting up some kind of automated savings for retirement is an easy win and you'll probably never even miss it. Super, super easy. Um, This is a easy win and it's easy to get on the right side of your financial situation. Uh, If you're having a hard time saving and building that savings account, set it up on autopilot. And what I mean by that is every check that you get cashed, I always tell people pay yourself first, whether that's in your retirement account. If you have a 401k and you're not taking full advantage of the employer match, if you're not getting all of what the employer gives you, that's silly. You're getting a hundred percent return on your money immediately. So do the match in your 401k if you can, but then automate your savings. Yes. Don't, you, you need to set up a budget, but if you're too stubborn and lazy to do it, then automate your savings. This is the easiest win you'll have in your life. Right. So out of every paycheck, put 10% in a savings account, you know, um, just do it. And, and if, if you, you're younger, do more if you can, cause it's going to be even worse on you guys later on. Right. Yeah. Yep. If you can do 15%, great. Yeah. But out of every check, every time you cash that check or that direct deposit, make sure you, you put a take money out and put it in an account for you for the rainy day. I don't care if it's a Christmas account or if it's your retirement account or an auto account, save some darn money. Mm-hmm. Do you save? Do you save right now? If the answer is no, when you listen to this podcast, go open at your credit union, just open a little sub account with call it taxes, call it grandma, call it, you know, Christmas. Start saving 10% of every check. Get used to doing it. You'll live on the 90% that you have left and you'll have money for the future. It's super easy win. So start savings, 
and invest that cash once you get over your emergency fund amount. Invest the cash. All right. There you go. So there's some easy wins, some easy things to do to hopefully help your retirement portfolio. And as we get in closer to December here, uh, we certainly want to make the uh, the right moves and changes as the year's winding down. So if you need some help, as always, reach out to a qualified professional like Matt, and you can find him online at his website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Get yourself onto the calendar for a consultation and a conversation. Great Lakes Retirement solutions.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast Mondays with Matt on Apple. The, uh, I guess whatever Google's merging its stuff into, I think they're sending all their podcasts and everything now to YouTube as far as their like one platform home. But either way you can put it, you know, if you're listening to stuff on uh, Google's platform, there you go. Or Spotify as well. So we're on all the biggies as well. So just type in Mondays with Matt or stop by his website at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions.com. All right, my friend, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I always appreciate you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, hopefully you uh, use these tips. And if you do, share them. If you like what you hear, share them with other people. Um, We'd love to expand our reach and help the most number of people that we can. So thanks thanks again for listening, and uh, give us a call if you have any questions. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey from Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.